KBTC, a viewer-supported community service of Bates Technical College. From KBTC Public Television Studios in Tacoma, Washington, it's the Northwest Now podcast. Each week we take a closer look at the people and issues that affect all of us here in Western Washington. So sit back, relax, and join the conversation with your host, Tom Lason. Remember the Ballard Driving Academy? How about Seattle's quirky superhero, Speed Walker? It was all part of our favorite locally produced sketch comedy show, Almost Live. And for most of its run, it was hosted by local funny man, John Keister. Tonight, we sit down to Kvetch about the good old days because there just hasn't been enough of that here on Northwest Now over the years. John Keister's next on Northwest Now. Almost Live ran on King TV from 1984 to 1999, 10 years of it hosted by John Keister. It was such a hot show, NBC allowed King to run it before Saturday Night Live in the Seattle market. And why wouldn't they? Almost Live held a mirror glazed with satire up to Seattleites who are well known for taking themselves way too seriously even while their results frequently fall below the mark. Almost Live was good, clean fun, but also a little biting at times. And today, one has to wonder if a show that pretty much goofed on everything could even survive in an era of cancel culture and easily hurt feelings. John, thanks so much for coming to Northwest Now. You've been on my list for a long time wow. to get here on the program. Hey, it's a pleasure. Yeah. I, I always like getting to this area of town, this part of town. Yeah. I, I, I always like being there. Good to have you. Mm -hmm. I asked, asked somebody outside, is, where, how, where's the, Kate, the, I'm looking for the broadcast place, and they were like, it's right there. <laughs> then they went, do you have $5 for a bus pass? Can I have five? I mean, I was like, I don't have any cash. So anyway, I, I, you know, yeah, well, you it's know. like the neighborhood that King was in. Right, it's an authentic yeah. experience that you get here. Yeah. Was Almost Live, do you think, a, a unique product of its time? And I asked that, could, could it even work today um, with cancel culture and this era of easily hurt feelings? Was it, was it a product of its time or could it work now? Well, it definitely was a product of its time. Uh, um, the show, you know, yeah, it, it could work now. If, if, uh, if people wanted to do a sketch comedy about Seattle, it would be a very different show than, than Almost Live. But uh, the, the only reason that, it, uh, that something like that is not being done is that there's no will. There is no, uh, no one in the local stations is taking the initiative to do it. It just takes initiative to do it. There's tons of talent out there that would love to do it. Right, and now production's relatively cheap. A lot of yes. the tools, you know, it's, your, your sketches were basically one camera shoots out in the field. That doesn't take an army to do. It does not, and sometimes when I look at uh, YouTube, the comments are like, uh, hey, you know, this is pretty good for YouTube comedy. This could even be on like a show, you know, like that. And, and, and you know, and then, then hopefully there's a, comment further that it was you know so let me ask you this then ultimately yeah people love the show fans would watch the show it was the why, number one show in seattle yeah, yeah. why can't we have the show well uh that's a really good question and uh the answer i think uh you know i mean this is the answer that people will give you the answer that people will give you is that the um Back in the day, the stations, you could only own a few stations. You know, the law was that you could only own uh, four television stations around the country. And, you know, and it was represented. And you couldn't have a newspaper and a television station in the right. same town. 
And so those laws were, were put in place to, so that like one person couldn't monopolize all the you know ideas and whatnot. Well, those laws have been thrown out, and so it's like there's been this great homogenization, and only two or three giant corporations own all the local stations. And you know they'll look and say, well, what do we, you know, what what is this show that we're doing over here, and you know what whatever. What are the margins on that? Yeah, what is yeah. that? You know, yeah. it's yeah. like you know, get rid of that. You know, I mean that that's what they that's what they'll tell you, but that's actually just that's a cover for the you know the fact that just local executives just don't have the um they've never they've, it's always been a very timid business yeah. and 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 it's just and maybe have never created anything huh and maybe have never created anything what's they're that? running the joint but maybe they've never created yes that's it. yeah yeah they're right and they, they they just don't know how to do it you know this show was huge. It aired before yes. SNL. Mm -hmm. um, it won a boatload of Emmy it Awards. It was the number one show in Seattle, yes. What Even was when it? it was canceled, it was winning its time slot. Yeah. What was it like to be a rock star in this town back then? Well, uh, the show, uh, it, it started off kind of slow. And then uh, when we moved it to right before Saturday Night Live, it was just, it wasn't working at six o'clock for a variety of reasons. And, um, you know, Part of that was that when Ross uh, Schaefer, the original host, who had it for five, just about five years, right. uh, was a very good interviewer, and um, you know, was very, it was a pretty standard. It was like a copy of the Letterman Show. Right. We had a band, and we did interviews and yes. things like that. And you know, after a few years, and I'm sure you understand this you run through the the celebrities that you have in town you run through the sports figures and the people mm -hmm. who live here and it's very difficult to get guests and and uh you know when the, the kind of stuff i did was not related to the interviewing i i figured oh i can do interviews really well because i used to interview uh rock bands for this uh i right. I, I, I worked for a, a magazine called the rocket and we did a lot of yep. so i worked for years interviewing rock and roll uh, stars and whatnot, but uh, it's different doing it for print than it is for broadcast. Sure. And, I, and I, I wasn't very good at, at doing it for broadcast, but I was very good at, at running a creative team and keeping uh, uh, things together so that we could do interesting comedy. And, and that seemed to be the real value of the show. Then it gets moved uh, to, we push Saturday Night Live back for a half an hour. And this was at a time when SNL was not doing very well. Uh, you know, SNL always has its, yep. its sort of, you know, uh, ebbs and flows and stuff. And um, it was not doing really well at that time. And at first people said, we got to wait for SNL, you know, and this is, this is crazy. And then, but then that stopped. And then after a while people were like, well, this is kind of cool that we have. Yeah this local show, and then we can watch SNL up to Weekend Update, and we've got this solid hour of real hot, you know, sketch yeah. comedy. Yeah. And then uh, the people at NBC noticed that SNL was doing better in Seattle than in any other of their markets, and they thought, you know... This is working for both of us. Let's not mess this yeah. up. You know? What was it like going around town when you were a big deal? Well, uh, I would say... One of the things that happens is you do, you don't realize you you get trained by the people in town to 
you become a different person, but it happens in this teeny incremental little way where you'll walk into a place and say, um, I, I'm looking for a table, I'm John Keister, and they'd go, no, we know, you know, we know who you are. Yeah. You know, like, and so they would kind of be angry that you would introduce yourself. They'd go, I know who you are. So, so then you'd stop saying who you were. You'd go in and say, I need a table, and they'd be like, right this way. Or, or, yeah. And then you'd, you realize that a lot of, a lot of uh, what happens in day-to-day -day life that, that, that puts people at ease is if they know who you are. Like if you go to rent, a rent-it shop or whatever, or, or stuff, and it, it, just things got done very quickly because people would go, I'd say, hey, can we borrow this for our shoot and then we'll bring it back? And they'd look at you and go, oh, yeah, I know you. Yeah, yeah. So I know where to find you. So, <laughs> right, right. so yes, yeah, you can borrow this car, this whatever, this. And so we would just go through town just to get the show done. And you wouldn't notice it that you're just going through and you're just saying, hey, I, you know. I want Meanwhile, everybody else is like, that's almost yeah, like, so that's what, Keister. Okay, yeah. so eventually <laughs> what happens is that uh, a tape deck stolen out of my car. And I tell my wife, uh, well, I'm going to go, I got to go drop off. On the way to work, I'm going to go up to Magnolia Hi-Fi, which is back in the day, it's where you mm -hmm. get your car stereos. And I'm going to drop it off there. And she said, like, well, how are you going to get to work? And I said, well, there'll be somebody there to get, to take me. And she's like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, well, I'll just go outside and someone will take And she's like, what are you doing? And, uh, and so... It was just this thing where I went up to, you know, I went up to the get my tape deck, you know, replaced. Yep. And I went outside and I just stood on the street and the car pulled over and went, John, what are you doing here? And I said, I, you know, I, just, I need a ride, man. Yeah. Are you, are you <laughs> going into town because I need a ride? And they're like, yeah, yeah, come on, get in. And it was just and that's the way it was. It was just talked about the highs. The show was on for a long time. So 15 was, years is a long time. It was 15 run. years. Yeah, I was the host for 10 for years. 10. Ross right. was the host for five. Describe yeah. cancellation. That must have been, as high as the highs were, that must have been a shock. Did you can't see it coming? Well, yeah, we, I, we, can't, yeah, we did. You know, I mean, to be quite honest, uh, my feeling uh, about it was that, um, you know, when, when I started on the show, I was 28 year, 20, 29 years old. You know, I was just turning 30, and then, you know, I mean, we're in our 40s, and, you know, you can't, there's certain parts you can't play anymore, and we were, we were bringing younger people on in, in the show. We were, you know, we were trying to switch people in and out, but um, I was arguing with the people at King, because I understood that, look, there needed to be a generational change. I got that, you know. And we had people like Joel McHale was on the staff, you know, and mm -hmm. some other people. And I thought, you know, these people are doing really well. I mean, obviously, look what happened with Joel and with, you know, Bill Nye and some other people. Yep. I mean, I mean, Nye, not so much the age thing. He was aging, too. But, but we did have some younger people. And I was arguing that, look, this show has a lot of value. I understand that we are getting older. And I... And I had you know i was thinking like well i can't i can't continue to host this forever you know this is obviously going to go someplace but they just would not listen to uh to any idea that we could roll it over into some new thing and here's what's weird this is a little lame in my opinion they cancel it um but it's in reruns forever well I mean, have some pride man okay the, the <laughs> weirdest know? thing was i mean Okay, I, it, I was like, uh, 
when we were doing our last show, our, our, the last produced show, I said, so, so this is going to be the last episode. We'll be on this day. And they were like, well. Like, and I was like, and we were sort of talking past each other. And I was like, wait, what do you think? And they said, well, you know, we're not going to produce new shows, but we're going to keep the show on the air. And I was like, you're going to keep the show. Yeah, it's good enough to like, be on our we're air. We're leaving. Right. You're going to fire <laughs> yeah. us, but you're going to keep it on the yeah. air. And so then I went to Cairo and I was up against, you know, I was going to be up against myself, you know, yeah. which they then moved it, the time slot. Uh, they moved it a little later. But yeah, then it, it ran for 20 years. After. You really caught magic in a bottle. Why didn't the reboots work? Uh, the, like the 206, mm -hmm. you know, the, the things like that? Yeah. Uh, well, it, it is. Because people love it. I mean, I think that that show, I mean, that show drew enough of an audience that it, it, it sort of, it, it worked as well it was, as it was going to work, you know, in terms of, I mean, I think they could have gone on with that show. I just felt like it wasn't exactly what I wanted to, it, you know, for me, it wasn't exactly the, the, the thing that I wanted to do. We were, it, 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 it felt like we hadn't really moved on much, you know, in mm -hmm. that show. And we needed to bring some, again... I felt like we needed to develop a lot more younger talent, and and that really wasn't it wasn't happening for me. At yeah, least. yeah. The, the way, the way, and you know, and I, I I just it it was like it was nobody's main job. You know how that is. Somebody has like, to own it. Yeah. Yeah. When it was when it's nobody's yep. real job, it becomes real difficult because everybody's yes. like, oh, I'm going to be doing this at that time, and so yeah. you know, to get together and to get it done. Yeah was very difficult, yeah. you know, and it was sort of like, I, I, you know. One of the things that made Almost Live great was the hyper-local, neighborhood-centric humor. You yeah. had to be from here to know why Ballard Driving School is funny or why the Linwood Beauty Academy yeah. is funny. If you move here from California, uh, well, I'll tell you something. Not so much. Okay, because when we went, we were on Comedy Central for a couple of years, you know, and it was, and we did have Ballard-like material and stuff like that mm -hmm. on it. And and there was this question, is this going to work nationally? And I always felt like, well, you know, the Prairie Home Companion works nationally and a lot of these other shows. I said, people are going to get this. And in those days, Comedy Central didn't have a West Coast office and in order for the meetings, I had to go to Manhattan, you know. And and there were times I would be walking down, you know, just, you know, Fifth Avenue or whatever, just down, you know, in Manhattan and people, you know, and, they, and they'd go like, hey, you're the guy, you know, you're on that show. Like, what is Ballard? We're watching, you know, like we're, yeah. we're watching this show about Ballard. Everybody watches the show. It's really funny, but we don't know what, yeah. we don't know, like Ballard is what? And, and, and but, but they were, you know, they got it, you know, and I think. They got enough of it to make it I work. think, yeah, yeah I, I honestly feel like, because we, we heard, a, we got well, a lot levels. of fan mail, you know, yeah. from people all over the place. And, and the other thing is that, um, we got a lot of letters from pe that ran on the Armed Forces Network, ah. Comedy Central did, and we got lots of mail from uh, military people from this area. So, What are we missing these days with no, and I don't mean news, but mm -mm. from cooking shows to kid shows to almost live and sketch comedy, what are we missing by not having any local TV production happening? Um, you know, there are... There's... Just so much stuff you could do locally, but people just, 
the thing that gets me is when you watch local news and the way they treat every single story, no matter what it's about, with just deadly serious. We found the cheese balls over here. You know, it's like just sort of like, you know, yes, I'm standing here even though this happened eight hours ago, but I'm here live with the satellite truck, you know. And, and that's the news. It is what it is. But I mean, there's no other production. There's no Wanda Wanda. There's no JP Patches. Yeah. There's no Almost Live. There's no Almost You Name a Cooking Show. All the great shows from that era were local yeah. shows from Captain Kangaroo. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, were yeah, local yeah. programs. No, it's just, yeah, it's just, look, I mean, it, it's that's all migrated to like YouTube and stuff like that. And it's just, uh, it does cost a certain amount of money to do things like that. It's not very much. No. And, and, and the, the, the corporations that own uh, the stations could do it easily. It's just they're very timid. Like I said, show business in general and local television in particular yeah. are very timid, timid people. People are going to want an answer to this question. What have you been doing? Um, a lot of them obviously remember you from Almost Live and then wondering, what the heck's uh, John Keister been up to? Yeah, what have I been up yeah, to? Yeah, what have yeah. you been up to? Well, um, I, uh, you know, after the show uh, was over, I, I, uh, I did do a lot of, t uh, I'm retired now. I don't do a lot of stuff. Uh, now I do a little bit of stuff. You I still do, do stand-up? A little bit of writing. Uh, no, I stopped doing. I I did a show a couple of years ago, and I said that's going to be my last stand-up show in Seattle. I, I'd be open maybe to doing one in Tacoma. <laughs> there you, you go. Know, but so so you know, hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> call your. He's here all week. Yeah, you know, yeah. But um, <laughs> no, there. Uh, I actually worked on a lot of television shows just behind the scenes. There was. Uh, I, I worked on a show, uh, a version, a, a different version of the Bill Nye the Science Guy show, and I worked on uh, a show called uh, Biz Kids. Yes. Uh, which uh, ran on, uh, you know, that was uh, uh, an, by the producers of Bill Nye, but it was a, it was a different show about uh, teaching, uh, you know, how like uh, with the, the Nye show, it was about teaching kids how to be, you know, science literate, and this was about teaching kids about money, about how to financial be fi literacy. financial literacy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And every time I would tell people about that, that's what I'm doing, they'd go, that's a really good idea. Yeah. You know, yeah, but, but I would never run into people going like, hey, I love you on uh, <laughs> you miss on it? Biz Kids. You Do know? you miss it or have you found other things to replace that? Or was that a time in your life you look back and go, man, that was the day? Uh, well, it's it's always fun to, yeah, to think back on, on, on those days. But, you know, you get older and I'm just, hey, I'm just happy to be able to get out of bed. You know, it's like, yeah, no, it's, uh, um, uh, no, I have children and uh, I just, you know, in, in this pandemic, I've just been sitting in a chair and right. just kind of like, you know. Uh, just contemplating. Yes, contemplating, looking at my iPad. Just sort stay of in touch with any of the old gang. Of the oh cast. yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, with pretty much most of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, when I'm in LA, I, I always visit uh, Nye and uh, uh, Brooks McBeth and uh, Lauren Weedman, uh, who were regulars on the show. Um, and I see Bob. I was talking to Bob Nelson uh, just yesterday. Actually, I see Bob a lot. He's up at. Uh, Whidbey Island, and we both we both have parents in facilities that we we yeah. exchange stories about. Yep. About 
how we're dealing with our parents and mm -hmm. you know so uh, it, yeah I have, a, I have a lot to deal with Bob and I both are very busy dealing with our, our parents who are both in their 90s by the way I want to ask you this too about Seattle I spend yeah. a lot of time on this show probably more than I should reminiscing and kvetching about the old yeah. days but I'm going to ask you the question that um, that they asked in this Como documentary. Is Seattle dying? Well, you know, I mean, here's the thing is that um, when, uh, let me just say a few things that you can, you know, you can edit, you know, this thing. Look out. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, look, when we did the show, uh, you know, Seattle was just crawling out of like the Boeing bust. Mm -hmm. And and there were these, you know, if you were in Seattle, you'd live there all your life. You know, there was very few people had were moving into Seattle when we started the show. Well, that started. And then there was like this torrent of people who who arrived and where Seattle used to have these really well-defined neighborhoods. You know, that yes. that's that's gone now. Everybody is just sort of, you know, all work in basic the tech industries and things like that. That's sort of permeated Seattle and the the thing that's very different about Seattle today as the, as in the time when we were doing the show is that Seattle is full of people whose allegiance are to their profession okay what they are number one they are a you know a, 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 a a code writer or a you know whatever for Amazon or you know they're 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 they are they are their their occupation, whereas before there was a little more connection to just this to this area. They were Roosevelt grads, or yes, you know, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. There was a little bit more. There was there was a connection to the place that and there was a history of the place. My mother went to the same high school that I did, you know, and it was Seattle. In many ways, was kind of like a small town in those days. Oh yeah, and now it's you know that Seattle is yeah it's pretty much gone. And, and there's this new Seattle that, you know, I wouldn't say that, you know, I'd say, yeah, the old Seattle might be dead. New Seattle certainly is not. New Seattle is this big player on the world stage. It's just that it, it's it, it, like many other cities around the country. It's just become one other. It's like it, it's it's difficult when um, a a philosophy becomes a destination like when you know and this has happened in in many different cities you know around you know like San Francisco in the 60s and you know uh, the, the Charlie Sheen you know 80s with the brokers and everything like that and the stuff that you know in the 70s at Venice Beach and the places like Austin and Santa Fe and so well Seattle had you know had having yeah. had its moment and it's sort of having its moment still, you know? Yeah, yeah. You notice there's a lot of the, the jokes whenever it's like some drifty, weird person and on, yep. on, a, on, a, on, on a movie or a television show, they're like, oh, he's from Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Last question for you. Yeah. Um, I know you've been sitting at home out waiting COVID in your chair, and you say you're retired. Do you have anything on your radar, though, anything on next for you? What, what can folks uh, look forward to? No. No, no, no. Which no, is, that's a really. valid answer. No, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm working on uh, I'm I, I'm working on, you know, some writing projects, but just mainly for my own amusement. I think there's a book in Almost Live, don't you? Oh, there, you know, there is. There, I mean, there have been books written about Almost Live and about the Rocket and things mm -hmm. like, that I've been involved in. 
Uh, and yeah, there is, uh, you know, yes, I believe there is uh, a good uh, uh, documentary or, or some story yeah, about it go. that I'm, I'm working on a thing sort of like that, but All right. we'll, we'll see what happens. Fair enough. John, thanks for coming to Northwest Now. I appreciate it. The only thing we can count on is change. The bottom line, not every change is a good one. And the elimination of 99% of the television industry's non-news local programming is a sad example of that. And that most certainly includes Almost Live, host John Keister, and the cast, all uniquely Northwest treasures.